0: In this episode of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast, we are going to talk about Rob Dillingham, the guy who I think is the most exciting prospect in college basketball, but James has another title for him. Find out what that title is. Again, this is the Rob Dillingham episode. Stay tuned. shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board. And my co-host for today is none other than my brother, James Barlow. This is going to be a very, I think it's going to be a very good episode. But before we get into this episode, I want to let you know that it is brought to you by Game Time download the gametime app, create an account and use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. All right well, let' let's just jump right into it. Rob Dillingham is a player that coming into this season I, I liked him a lot. I really had questions and concerns about his decision to go to Kentucky. He did not have a strong showing in the the global gym in Toronto. He was, he just, he did not look good. I mean, that's just the best way I can put it. And to his credit, he stayed at Kentucky. He chose to deal with the, I don't want to say criticism, but there was a lot of criticism about his play. I, I was critical of his choice to go. I thought maybe he should have stayed at NC State. I was wondering if John Calapari was going to give him the freedom to be him because he is a player that requires a lot of freedom. And if you're an everydayer, then you you remember me talking about this over the summer. Well, Rob Dillingham is a guy that uh, even if you try to limit his freedom, he is just someone that is going to make an impact and, and do what he does. And he's exceeded my expectations. He's really exceeded my expectations He is, without a doubt, in my opinion, the better prospect than DJ Wagner. And I thought that he was going to have an uphill battle to to climb, to to get playing time over Wagner, which he still may, because Wagner and Calipari have ties, and Wagner was the more highly touted recruit, which is another reason why I thought, why would you go there, knowing you kind of play the same position as a guy that you know Calipari is going to favor? But you can't hold Rob Dillingham back, and so before I continue my thoughts, I want to get James' opinion on Rob
1: Rob Dillingham. What have you been impressed with so far? Hold on. So when I first joined on, and I was like, "Yo, my favorite player yep. was Rob Dillingham," right in the in the draft. I was trying to figure out what was gonna happen. I didn't have a grade for him, and I was like, "I just wanted to see him reel really it in." So. What I'm about to tell you isn't based off of um, Tuesday night's game against Miami, right? I feel like I've been here. So, with that said, I don't think there is a better point guard in college basketball slated to be drafted in 2024 than Rob Dillingham.
0: Yeah, you can make a case and say he's been the most impressive. I know we did a video on – or a podcast on Isaiah Collier a few days ago. Collier is someone that is consistently ranked in the top five and most, mo- most mocks and big boards. But if you think about it, and I've had someone ask me, but if you think about it and really, really just be totally honest and not talk about or, or there's no like pre-season hype or buzz behind it, What does Isaiah Collier do better than Rob Dillingham right now? Ask me that. I'm just saying, like, in general, you, the audience, if you, what 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 does Isaiah Collier do better than Rob Dillingham right now? Other than the fact that he's bigger and stronger. But
1: we not playing football.
0: (laughs) No, we not playing football, but, you know.
1: And we not wrestling, and we not throwing hands. So here's my thing, right? Rob Dillingham... Yeah, they, they list him at Kentucky at 6'3", 170 Now the 170 You could be like oh that's scary And I get that You know but he's he's 18 Yeah, You know what I'm saying He ain't got his ball body yet If, if
0: those are the measurements If he's 6'3",
1: 170
0: If he's 6'3", 170 Then you can't put him in that necessary, Necessarily as a small guard Not a big they, guard Well, Then now you really have to say like Okay so, check this Isaiah out. Isaiah I mean, Rob Dillingham, listen should to be me. talked about in a
1: lot higher regard. Mike Conley, 175. Okay. De'Aaron Fox, 180. I tall they got do they have Fox listed at 63. Okay. Okay. Fox, 63, 185. Conley, 6 foot, 175. Trey Young, 61, 164. Darius Garland, 62, 192. So, if my man in Fox, I believe when he left Kentucky, he was 175. I think some people said that was the knock on him in the jump shot. He was slight. So, if my son Rob Dilly peaks out at 180, at 6'3", 180, you need to throw the small guard size concerns out of the window. I agree 100%. All right, throw them out of the window. Throw them out the window. Where does he rank
0: in this draft class on just a rough estimate of a
1: big board? Okay, so my big board is, as everybody's big board, should be extremely fluid right now. Yeah. Right? I have him as a top five pick. Okay. Let me tell you why. Let me talk my stuff, Rob Let's look at these splits. And again, it's early, I get it, but 15 points, four rebounds, 5.7 assists, all right, assist to turnover ratio, four to one. Now, this was a dude that came into this draft as the rep, with the rep, excuse me, of being wild, gotta let Rob Dilley be Rob Dilley, like, he had that rep, are they going to give him the keys? Like yeah. a four to one assist to turnover ratio, and he's not—he's not just making regular reads. Like he's getting downhill. It's what, he's what do you, what making do you have? plays. What do,
0: are what do your assist to turnover ratio?
1: I had four point four to one. Four point four. Four point four. So I saw forty assists to ten turnovers, and this Damn. is over seven games off right. the bench. Off the bench, and again, God bless if. Uh, DJ Wagner is hurt for an extended period of time. That just means there's more minutes, more opportunity for, for Rob to, to be great. So, we talked about that, Ralph. Look, 52% shooting from the field. Yeah. All right? 53% from the three-point line on four attempts. And, again, this is in off the bench in what? How many minutes? 23. 23 minutes a game. He's getting two foul attempts, two foul shots up a game. All right? 44% off the dribble jumpers. You'll take that. And, you, And again, we don't. you could just look at the tape. You see the sauce. These aren't just one-dribble pull-ups. Like, this is off the dribble. This is Chris Paul fake the crossover, pick it up, shoot the jump shot threes. Like, the game is there. And, again, I'll kind of turn this into an Isaiah versus Isaiah Collier thing, but Isaiah Collier off the dribble shooting 39% on jumpers. All right? At the rim, which is, to me right now, is – one of his biggest flaws—he's he's shooting fifty percent, fifty-six percent at the rim. Isaiah College at sixty-six percent. So you'll take that, right? True shooting percentage—if you but like you know that stuff—at the rim. I want to say Scoot's numbers
0: last year were around that at the rim, and of course you can say, hey, he played in a G League against right. better competition. But I think the Thompson twins—I think their percentages at the rim last year in OTE
1: were in the mid-fifties also. So, again, there you go. And they were, go. like, bigger, stronger, great exactly. athletes. Exactly. So, so, like, phenomenal athletes. and my thing with Rob is, and I have it in my notes, there's a drive against Miami. He ended up making the layup, but he shot, like, a two-foot jump stop, like, scoop shot. Like, that has to absolutely be a Are fur. you talking about
0: when he drove left? No, no.
1: He drove in the second half. I think he was on the right side of the court. He ended up going middle from the wing. Mm-hmm. And he, he made the layup, but at the, at the next level, like, that dude isn't at
0: 6'8". I saw a play where he was on the right side, drove left and I think he shot fake. Looked like he was totally just in a bad position and he shot a right-hand yeah, yeah, yeah. inside the, the craftiness and creativity is I mean that's that's as great as again. Answer.
1: To make a long story short, he checks every single box you want in a dynamic point guard in 2023. Shooting off the off the dribble shooting One-on-one creativity, passing. Again, the finishing is going to have to get better. But again, all these guards are going to have to get better at finishing. And again, he is a great passer who doesn't turn the ball over. Like I said, if he keeps this up, I dare you to keep him out of your top five.
0: People will. Why? Because people don't like to change their big boards based off of the preseason hype. So I was at a game last night and I talked to a scout from a team and I was like, how much do you think the media and pre-draft buzz has on, team, on how it influences teams and their decisions? He said, I don't necessarily think it's all about the media buzz in college, but he said, the problem is whatever hype or buzz guys had coming into college, he says sometimes that carries over into people's mock drafts and big boys. So he's like, if a guy was really dominant in high school and he had a huge, and I mean, of course there's exceptions to it. I mean, I I can think of a guy like Trayvon Duvall as as a complete exception, but he was like, sometimes a hype would carry over. So I start mentioning some names I don't necessarily want to do. And he was like, exactly, exactly. And and so I, I mentioned one name. I, and I was open about this. I never understood why Patrick Baldwin went in the first round a couple of years ago. I didn't think he was that good as a senior in high school. I didn't think he was. I mean, he wasn't good at Milwaukee, but which is
1: that's that's. And then that's he goes the first round, and
0: then and I was just like, I don't get that. And so I've had different people tell me, oh, it was pedigree, it was the theory of him being able to shoot. And so I would go back and say, oh, well. Because he shot the ball well as a junior in high school, he was in the Team USA program. He fits this this modern day skill set that outweighed his lack of performance at, at a mid major. And the guy said, ah. "So anyway, with all that being said, because Rob Dillingham was in like the OTE circuit, he he was known more so about his flash and pizzazz and flair, which is definitely like legit." than his actual game. So right. I think right now he's actually proving to people he can play. He has toned it down.
1: He has toned it he's, down. He's
0: toned it down and But he's still
1: him. He's innocent. still
0: him. He's still flashy. He's still exciting He's still a guy that when he has the ball in his hands, you're you're watching like, ooh, what you know, what's what's he gonna do next? And I I agree. I mean I had him too low. I didn't have him as a first rounder in my big board in August, again, because I was basing a lot of that off of how bad he looked in Toronto this summer, and I just questioned the fit, but now it's like, you got to put him at the minimum in your top 10. All right, when we return, we're going to talk a little bit more about Dillingham's draft range, maybe some good fits for him, and also just talk a little bit more about what we like about his game. Stay tuned. Before we get into the second segment, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Game Time, and if you're asking what is Game Time, it is the best app to buy tickets, especially last minute tickets. Game Time has flash deals, zone deals, and they have easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And they actually have what they call the lowest price guarantee event cancellation protection And job loss protection. I had a situation, and I've talked about it before. If you're everyday or you know about this situation, but I've talked about it at length, and it will always remind me of why game time is so important. Bought seats to a basketball game. They didn't they told me it was in the lower bowl. I didn't have pictures of the seats. I needed to go to the game to scout. I got there, I was at the highest seat in the lower bowl, and I was directly behind the basket. Total waste of my money. But If they had game time in madrid where i was i would have had a view of my seat i would have known exactly where it was in the when they show you a view of your seat it's the actual arena it's not just a a a a template arena where they're showing you seats they actually show you the exact view from your seat and that is why i love game time and game time has tickets right up to the start of the event sometimes even an hour after it starts. They have exclusive flash deals, sponsored deals on football, basketball, baseball, hockey, theater, and more. And all you have to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA, and you will get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Now the terms apply, but just create an account and use the redeem code Locked On NBA, and you can get twenty dollars off your first purchase. So download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Locked On has launched the first ever, the first ever 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. You have to check it out. I mean, you have to check out Locked On Sports today. It is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it is covering the top sports stories, whether it's from our local host, who are the absolute best at what they do. That's why we call them the local experts. And then we also have national shows that are covering all the top sports topics. So check it out, Locked On Sports Today. It's on YouTube. Please subscribe to the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel. Check it out, Locked On Sports Today. All right, second segment, draft range. So I talked about, I think, you have to really, really consider putting him in your top 10 at the minimum. And then you talked about, you kind of hinted at this, and maybe I did it too, about this being Dillingham versus Collier. Are you comfortable right now saying that you'll take Rob Dillingham over Isaiah Collier in a draft?
1: Yes, I am comfortable. Again, we want to talk about what they do and what they project to do, right? we talk about Creativity change of speed, shooting, um, playmaking, right? Those those attributes right now are leaning in favor of Rob Dillingham. Rob Dillingham brought them back against Kansas, right? Came off the bench. Came off the bench. was a spark against <laughs> he Kansas. Took that
0: horrible shot at the end of the I game. I got that in but my he, notes. But he had way we, stronger we, moments we, than we, that.
1: We are definitely going to talk about that terrible shot against Kansas. But they, they don't come back unless, like, he, he – Again, we talked about another podcast. Guys, seizing opportunities. He sees an opportunity, right? Against Miami on Tuesday, they were what undefeated going into that. I think they were eighth. Yeah, it was a it was two ranked teams. teams. He was great. Now again, Isaiah, Collier but you know what's crazy is great. he
0: was. I was at the Mavs game, so I was like watching the game on my phone. But at one point, if you looked at the stats, the numbers weren't impressive other than like the assist. Yeah. But then he just in the second half I feel like yeah, he turned he, it up. He he that's when he mixed the scoring with the passing. But it's just he has this flash and this flair that I, I think is going to make him a star in the NBA. I and this is something that you know you may think I'm crazy, but I think he's going to be a and I'm I'm high on him now. I mean my, my Did I sell you? No. He sold me. Let's He no, he sold me because again I knew he was fun, exciting to watch. I mean, you can ask that. I remember telling him last year, I said, Hey, there's this kid named Rod Dillingham. So just watch his YouTube videos. He <laughs> is but that was when he was doing like I mean, just crazy, just some wild, crazy, uber confident step backs early in the shot clock snatch spin jumpers he's toned it down but anyway I set out to say this Rob Dillingham is a type of player and you may think I'm crazy not saying that he's Steph Curry by any means but he could be that type of player that if he shines in the NBA and he has a big platform and he is a star he's gonna make every AAU and high school coach cringe. <laughs> <laughs> well, because every little kid is going to try to play. Like, I mean, I see it with Steph. I see kids pulling up now. from off the dribble. <laughs> threes off the dribble is like the hardest shot. And yeah. I see little kids doing it. I mean, I've seen kids play in gyms where they... You know they have the at least here in Dallas. You got the the courts that still have the NBA three point line and the high school three point line, yeah. and the kids are trying to shoot behind the NBA three. Yeah. And so I think Rob Dillingham has that type of flash or flair where he could be very, very, very influential in Detri- youth basketball. Detrimental.
1: What you meant to say? Um, I I'm not gonna go there. Right. And I get what you're saying, but like to me, he has a lot of Darius Garland in his game. Darius I, I can, Garland I is since he's a but look, a little a little t- more t- flash and flare. Yeah, but here's and, the thing: let me, let me let me let me let me throw something out there. If Rob Dillingham did not go to and play for OTE, would we be talking about the flash and the flare as a? hindrance or a knock on his game. If, he, if they, he was Rob Dillingham that played at wherever he went to high school, I can't think of it off the top of my head, and he went from high school to Kentucky, but he still had a mean high school mixtape. he mix played tape.
0: at like a NIBC school, if he yes. went to like a Sunrise
1: or something exactly. like that. Exactly. If he went to Sunrise, would, would we be telling, would we be saying, hey man, he gotta tone it down. He gotta tone it down. I still think he with was, him...
0: He, he was, Flashy Look, and splashy before that. He but is the, saucy. The I'm OTE not, I think I mean, it's it's a media yes. company first and foremost.
1: So I think OTE as a stigma, it makes it seem like it was with how he was playing, and you know, it's a media company. Some people may automatically think clown show or whatever, but yeah. again, that's not true. Look at the Thompson twins. Right? Yep. Look what Tyler Smith is doing in the G League. Look at what Rob Dilly is doing right now. Yeah. I see some shades. And again, I don't know if he's going to be as good as Darius Garland, but the talent, the package of creativity, passing off the dribble, uh, shooting is there. No, I agree. I agree. You know, it kind of reminds me of
0: the Jay Z line where he said, I'm all year money. You got flash now, but time will
1: reveal money. He got time to reveal. And
0: worry. I think a lot of people thought with Dillingham, you got flash now, but only time will reveal if your game translates. And so far, through seven games of playing college basketball, his flash and flare has translated. I mean, even when he makes a simple pass, there's like something on that pass where it just looks more exciting than everyone else.
1: Let me say this. I know we. I had mentioned before. I wish he kind of went to a different school prior to the season because I didn't know how it was going to work with him and DJ Wagner. Him going to Kentucky was the best thing for him because he yeah. needed to be humble in the sense that, like, okay, let me. Because again, I've mentioned this before. Another pod, right? They interviewed him after that bad global jam. He was like, "Yo, I got to get better. Yeah. I take accountability. I shouldn't have been. I got benched. I should have been benched." Yeah. So he made those adjustments, right? And. He still because Cal will let you rock out. And Cal is letting him run.
0: Sometimes, rock. I
1: mean, my man Devin Booker disagrees. He, yeah, he, he, but I mean.
0: Alexander disagrees. But that's true. <laughs> but Fox to,
1: Fox did his thing. Fox did. Uh, Tyrese did his thing. They just I had know, other Jamal, guards.
0: Jamal Murray went high, but I don't Jamal think Jamal it, Murray but he didn't he get ar- a chance to. He averaged I mean, twenty. To, 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 I mean, yeah, he averaged
1: twenty. So what I'm saying is he made the right choice. Now if he'd have went to NC State. And they just, maybe, maybe he wouldn't maybe, have got humble. I,
0: I think, I, I thought he should have stayed at NC State, but thinking back at it, I mean, hindsight is whatever the saying is 2020, I think he would have been too, I think he would have been compared to Turquavion consistently. Yeah. And I'm a huge Turquavion fan. I think he's a better, he, he is a better passer than Terquavion. All right, when we return, we, we still have to talk about his draft range and maybe some teams that would be a good fit, but also want to talk about if... He doesn't maximize his potential. What could be the concerns that would scare an NBA team from selecting (laughs) Rob Dillingham in the top 10? Stay tuned. As the weather gets colder, and it is definitely getting chilly out. I mean, it's getting a little chilly down in the south. But if you are up north and in the Midwest, it's, it's already started getting cold. But as the weather gets colder, the deals... And the NFL stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, if you are a new customer, if you are a new customer, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. And the app is very simple. It is very easy to use and there is a wide wide range of betting options including spreads, player props, overs, unders and more. So visit fanduel.com/lockedon to kick off the NFL season. Again, that is fanduel.com/lockedon. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL and Locked On. Before we get into the last segment, I want to promote our next episode, which is the Reed Shepherd episode. It's all about Reed Shepard. James and I are going to share our thoughts, our opinions about his upside. We're going to talk about what he does well, a good NBA fit, his draft range, and of course his concerns. So stay tuned for the next episode, which will be on Kentucky freshman Reed Shepard. All right, wrapping the segment up. All right, his draft range. I know you talked about you would take him higher than Isaiah Collier. And top so, five, top top five, okay, so top, top five. Top five all I'm right? looking at the camera. What
1: are some teams that would be a good fit? Hey man, it, let me tell you something, man. Look, San Antonio with me, <laughs> instant everything. That's like, you know what? That would be excellent. It, it, Yo, the concern him in Wimby.
0: I hear here's two things. All right, I'm kind of torn on that. If the concern is, can he defend? Then you got Wimbayama and you got Sohan behind. You cleaning him all that up. To to defend. Alright, if that's a concern. The next one is Is Ain't Pop my... going to Look, make him tone it down even more? Nah. Even though sometimes I think his game is I don't know if this is a word, un. Tone downable It is for him <laughs> Cause even when he's not Being flashy He still looks
1: Here's my thing flashy. No, look. You know finish, Go ahead, go ahead. You sorry. know I like
0: when you watch Chris Tucker Even when he's not Trying to be funny
1: <laughs>
0: he's He still makes you laugh Just when he talks Because that's He's just a funny dude I think Rob Is one of these guys I mean They're rare That even when he's not Trying to be Flashy He just has This flair That makes everything look cool. Do you think Pop is going to
1: allow that from If if listen, Pop, you lost Kawhi for whatever reason. We don't need to be in the business of not letting guys be guys, let them be themselves on the court, on the practice court. Again, we're not talking about legal stuff. We don't we're not condoning no nonsense. But I'm saying like it's a new day, man. It's a new. We gotta like understand that it's a different generation. Like this isn't this isn't Tony Parker. This isn't Tim Duncan. Yeah, coach guys. Don't get me wrong. Coach guys expect them to be great. Uh, hold them accountable. But like we're just not gonna be able to relate to certain stuff. Do you think the Spurs are a franchise that? I mean, they're usually pretty conservative,
0: but if there is a player that they like, they're not afraid to take that guy. We saw that with Josh Primo, who went higher than everybody, everybody thought. Expected, yeah, I mean, even when Kawhi was good, I thought he was a four at the time in college because he was such a dominant rebounder. So they will take who they yeah. like. But do you think the Spurs would draft
1: a Rob Dillingham? again? And
0: maybe I'm saying that because the perception about OTE still hangs over his head. Probably.
1: I just feel like why – look, if he can play, right, and he's a good kid and he has high upside in this draft along with already, like, skills, like, why not, all right? Again, y'all get paid to do the, the intel to send the feds and figure out the family situation, and I get all that. But if all that checks out and he's the guy, like, yo, let him be great. Like, him and Wimby, if he ends up – if if Rob Dilley ends up being – Darius Garland, 2.0, and you got Wimbayama. Like, please tell me who has a brighter future outside of like OK, OKC that young? Yeah. You have a franchise talent. I mean, of now course, you, we st- they
0: they have to. I mean, I think Wimby's there, but of course, I mean, we're we're talking way yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. But, but you could you I'm imagine saying? though, like the San Antonio Spurs, the team that won championships, kind of had a dynasty in a sense, but didn't have. A major fan base in the states, in a sense, could you imagine the San Antonio Spurs being must see TV? Because I don't know a single, maybe one San Antonio Spurs fan from the United States outside of San Antonio. Like, right? I mean, that's fair, but
1: we, it's a global game now. We got TV, but I'm just
0: saying, like Dillingham and, and Wimby could make the Spurs must see TV. You actually see people. Wearing Spurs jerseys, right. like I said, I and I could be wrong here, but outside of people from Mexico, And San Antonio, <laughs> that's true. In France, I rarely saw anybody growing up as as a Spurs fan.
1: But let me let me take it here. So again, um, Washington, obviously, come on now, y'all need the best players available. Chicago. If he's Chicago, yo, him in Chicago would be awesome. Uh, Chicago like again it's 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 the bottom teams Detroit hey you you have issues because he can shoot and we see playing in Kentucky right now he's playing off the ball some so him and cage should be able to fit together mm-hmm. um you know pretty easily so like I don't I don't see a situation where you just say if he's not the best player available like you don't take him if you're one of those bottom five players seven lottery teams. I mean like oh if Utah has a top five pick like I mean I wouldn't want to see him in Utah but hey if that's <laughs> where he is that's where he is. I'll still watch it. All right, last question.
0: If yeah. he doesn't live up to the hype as a top five pick. So you're taking him in the top five. Absolutely. Doesn't live up to the hype,
1: what would be the reason? If he can't maintain his I just made this up might want to write this down.
0: I ain't writing nothing down. All
1: right. If he can't maintain his basketball maturity, right? So you're saying
0: if he gets to the NBA and it's like, all right, I'm here now. I'm here now. And then just goes back to wanting to just do be, the stuff that yeah, he's yeah. doing. If he wants
1: to fulfill the stigma against him, that would stop him from being great. Okay. Uh, from a basketball standpoint, if he doesn't learn to shoot the floaters or his uh finishing ability at the rim doesn't improve, like that's a future that's a hindrance. Um I mentioned it in earlier segments. The shot that he took against Kansas, that was a terrible shot. Eighty three, eighty three with plenty of time on the clock and he shot a hesitation pull up three, like that was not a good shot. Yep. Right? But I I haven't seen him do that. Since then again, guys are gonna take bad shots to yeah. kids, right? Especially someone that
0: exudes confidence. But yes. like, I would I think I'd much rather have a guy that I have to tell him, like, all right, hey, man, that was a bad shot. Exactly. As opposed to a guy that won't shoot because if you don't shoot, you mess up the offense. I was just watching the Clippers play, and I'm going to make this brief. And I like the Clippers. There's some guys on the team that I really root for. But they have several guys on the team that don't want to shoot off the catch and they'll have someone will draw a defender, kick it out to a guy wide open. He won't shoot off the catch, and then he'll pass it to somebody else that won't shoot. And it's like for the guys that won't shoot, you're messing up the offense.
1: That happened last night. I can't remember what game it was, but somebody had a wide open three, and he passed it back. The clock – he just he, – he threw it off again. So if, if Rob isn't – if he doesn't maintain his basketball maturity, then – it may not work for him. The way he he may get pigeonholed into the complexion comparison of Bones Highland microwave score, if he can't maintain his basketball maturity.
0: Smaller bone. I w- I would say the concern for me that if he's drafted in the top five and he doesn't maximize the potential, it doesn't live up to the expectations of being a top five pick. I would say if the measurements aren't accurate, which means I guess if the measurements aren't accurate, then he won't go top. Let me five. ask you this though.
1: Does it matter?
0: Well, if the measurements aren't accurate. What's not accurate? Is he like six if foot? If he's 6'1, 160, then I don't think he's going to go top five.
1: I don't care if he's 6'1, 160 because ultimately I'm only going to ask him to guard point guards.
0: Well, you know, there's a lot of switching in, in the NBA. We got to make it. If, here's and you look at. Right. You look at Atlanta, for example, people mm-hmm. say. Yeah, they had that year that they made it to the conference finals, but a lot of people believe, no, as dynamite as Trey Young is, because he's such a defensive liability, he's going to make it difficult to play winning basketball. If you look at Atlanta right now,
1: but they're but the but the Hawks like, are like what five hundred maybe. But the Hawks are in, they've been in the playoffs every year. He's been there, right? Every no. year except for the second year.
0: No, I mean they they had Hunter. And they got a combo in the lottery. I looked it but, up. Somebody asked me. They, they made this comparison about Luca and Trey and, and, and saying that Trey was just as equal. But it's like a 30-game winning difference. I mean, I get, I get. But here's my the thing. The first two years, they were bad and, then, and so on. But anyway. But, but here's
1: my thing with the size. Like, okay, you're a bad team. You're drafting in the lottery for a reason. Like, I can't worry about what we're going to do in the playoffs. Like, we got to win games first. Yeah. Like you got to take it one step at a time. I don't, and like I told you in the small guard draft, yo, the T wolves are the number one team or two, depending on what time you view this or hear this. They're the number one or two team in the West right now. Their point guard is six foot one seventy five, and he's thirty six years old. But you forgot You you got Gobert who's probably Going to win Defense by the year
0: Exactly Another 7 footer But But you know what This can go This episode Can run long I'm
1: saying though Like we're not putting All the defensive Pressure on Conley He's just got to Do his job The GM job Is to build The other guys Around him So you can defend So I don't care If you 6'2 Well that wraps up This episode
0: of The Locked On NBA Big World Podcast Once again It's Rafael Bartlett With my brother James Rob Dillingham the most exciting point guard or the best point guard in college basketball? Do you agree or disagree? Let us know. Comment on YouTube, and if you're not, subscribe to the YouTube channel. YouTube channel, ooh, I can say that. Please subscribe, like, share, comment, but definitely comment your thoughts, and even on Twitter. Draft Junkie James, as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube. Draft Junkie James or Barlow500, you can reach us on Twitter and share your thoughts. Is Rob Dillingham the best point guard prospect in the 2024 NBA draft? Let Top us know. Five. Once again, it's Raphael i my brother James and we are out.